Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we talk about an artist, maybe a band, maybe a band who hasn't made music for a long, long time. That band might be Tool. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with. I'm Dax. Jared. This is Tyler. We're stoic. We're angry. Angry folk here this week because we're talking about Tool, the prog metal act of the century. What? Yeah. How do we feel about listening to Tool? Well, we hit it pretty early on in the century, honestly. That came about in the early 2000s. Yeah. It's a lot of century left. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of time for them to be overtaken. It's a good point. It's a good point. Almost tool time, really. Uh-huh. We're living in tool time. Tool makes me upset. Tool makes you upset. I want to like it. Yeah. I like some of it. Okay. But it's just, it makes me feel like a pretentious douchebag. Uh huh. I don't like that part of it. Okay. Like, there are parts that I like. But for the most part, it's just pretentious douchebaggy. What what would be the part that you do like, and what would be the part that you don't like? Uh, they do some interesting stuff with time. Right. They do it too much, though. Mm. That's because all their songs are in six and six and a half. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> They're all. I read a thing. I I saw that the odd time signatures was a tools trademark, and someone's like. This is a weird song. What time's it in? And they're just like six and six and a half, okay? And they're like, oh, that is weird. And it's, I think he made it up on the moment because I tried to count it when I listened to it. It didn't work. Yeah. Didn't work. But they do use weird time signatures. They do use weird. What was, okay, there's a song. I th- is it Schism or is it another one of the songs? It might be Lateralis. Schism is the one that's in six and six and a half. No, there's one where it's like the lyrics are in a certain timing where it's like a one, three, seven. It's like a spiral of some kind. The I golden think that's spiral. Schism. Is it schism? I think so. I can't remember. I saw something about it. It was it was kinda interesting, I guess. Yeah. It, was, I, it wasn't so interesting that I like committed it to memory, but it was Fibonacci an odd, sequence or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the one. That's the one. Some it was something about math and I said, I'm not listening anymore. But it's not yeah. math rock. Don't confuse it. Ooh, do not confuse tool with math rock. No, no. That's schoolhouse rock that has math rock. That's right. Oh, 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 okay. Jared, what were your thoughts on listening to Tool? It was all right. I liked the I liked some of the stuff. I liked the first album was pretty good. It was a good post grunge alternative rock record before they really got too far into what they were going to be in terms of like, you know, I don't know, I like uh, trying to do way too much. Basically, is what they did in like Ten Thousand Days and stuff, uh, and it wasn't as long, which the other albums are very long. Which is we fine. All know, we it's all fine know Jared's feelings on if, if it's long, are it's long. fine. It's fine. We but I'm just know. saying, I'd like 45 minutes. You know, be able to if you can condense it down to 27. You, you know, what? I'm not mad. One of my favorite songs of all time is Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie. Uh huh. It's like a 25 minute song. 
I thought I thought all of these songs were too long. Whatever. <laughs> One of my favorite songs of all time is "Rebel Yell" by Tiny Tim. It's a yeah. fifteen-minute song. Yeah, quality stuff, mm. and it's perfectly timed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Mm. Tyler, how did you feel about listening to Tool? Then I was. Pre- I thought I wasn't. I thought so. I when I was young. When I was young, I thought that you should like Tool. Yeah. And but I never really listened to Tool very much, so I was anticipating maybe liking it. But that, then I told myself that you were just dumb and young, because then I thought about the connotations of Tool. And I got really into the social context that I myself created, my social context. And I was like, you shouldn't like Tool. So then I just listened to it, and actually I thought it was pretty fun. I had a good time listening to Tool. You did? I did. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can say. I like some a lot of it, but I don't know if I like all of it, but I think it's kind of fun anyway. Huh. Okay. I didn't hate most of it. I wasn't huge on the last album or the first album. I didn't hate the rest. Okay. It's very much Joe Rogan music, though. I was wrong. The first album is long. It's an hour and eight minutes. I didn't even know it. That's yeah, because it's, it's got, They're all long. It has something in it to make it longer. Towards the end. Like a hit. Uh, track number one. Perhaps has, yeah. Track number one. <laughs> Whatever. How many tracks are on that one? Uh, ten? There are ten, yeah. If you listen to that song, there's a... I don't know if you can call... It's kind of hidden. A drony, it's really drony sound for Yeah, a there's a time. weird sound where it drones. You get some cricketies. Some cricketies. You know, I was listening to it in the evening, and I thought, oh, how pleasant. Hmm. And then you find you a hidden track. And let me tell you something about this one, Spotify. You can't take all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Tool has won in the battle of Spotify V hidden tracks. You they suck. probably had to. They probably had to. Like that must. I bet that was their thing. Like they would not stream for all this time. <laughs> and Tool said, "I want my <laughs> hidden tracks." And Tool, and finally, Spotify was like, "All right, okay, we want right. the music. We Let, want it. Let's listen to that bonus." You know track. I love Tool now. Do you know where it's at in there? Can't take that away from us. You can't take it. You sure can't. You sure and can't. You can't take that away. So this is just one small victory in the battle, and we will win this war. Spotify, mark my hidden tracks. Well, you don't you want don't, them to be marked. You, yeah, that's the oh, you're opposite right. of what you. <laughs> you're right. That didn't work. It's okay. Uh, I found one thing that Jared mentioned to be interesting and worth digging into a little bit. <clears throat> You called Undertow post-grunge. Mm-hmm. I did. Post-grunge in what way? Uh, well, I guess it technically would have been in the time frame of grunge, huh? Yes, so it I was. Guess it was 93. Technically grunge music. I find it grunge. You know who was in that hidden track? You know whose voice that was? Who's that? Maynard's Landlord. Oh, yeah, really? it's a voicemail that was left on his phone. That's oh my weird. Gosh. He took the voicemail from his landlord that he that was left on his phone, and then he put it into the bonus track. Why did he say all that weird stuff? Who knows? He had He's a weird. He should have just been like, "Hey, uh, can you get that check in the mail?" I, so, yeah. I'm with him. I think it's grunge metal. It's yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of grunge elements to it for yeah. sure. It also, I mean, it's got some uh, some elements of thrash on that first album. A little bit. 
It gets a little bit into jam in some places too. It's really got a lot of different stuff in it. There's a lot going on in that first album for sure, in terms of like different genres, and then things become more tool going because they come from, from different genres. For instance, two of the original members were in a group, Green Jelly. Mm-hmm. Were they in Green Jelly? They were. Jared and I saw Green Jelly a that couple we weeks did. ago. That we did, and it was you snuck. Oh, you got it in. You got it in. Good job. Was that wasn't a weird out this time. Nope. This time it wasn't weird now. Yeah. It was interesting. Maynard was in that group in Green Jello or Jelly, not Jello, Jelly. Yeah, it's it's spelled differently now because of a, an, an altercation, a legal dispute they had with the people that made uh, Jello. Huh. Oh. Crafters or whatever. What is that company? Uh, who cares? The who Jell-O, cares? The Jello Corporation. The Jello those, Corp. Jell- those big Jello. Damn yep. big Jello taking away our Down art. Down with Jello Corp. But he was the voice of the first pig in their song. Three Little Pigs. He was also in the music video. Which apparently... And he was in another music video as well. And their uh, drummer, the gr- drummer of Tool, is in Green Jello yeah. also. Do you know why they're called Tool? Did you read... You want, to, you want me to read this thing? <clears throat> Here's what Maynard said. Master Maynard. Tool is exactly what it sounds like. It's a big dick. It's a wrench. We are your Tool. You use Ew. us as a catalyst in your process of finding out whatever it is you need to find out or whatever it, it is you're trying to achieve. That's what he that's why they call themselves tool. What hmm. a weird thing. I mean How how interesting is it to get a band a, a band that they're most they're metal, various types of metal, really. Yes. And but they're pretentious. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yet they attract a lot of mostly not pretentious people. Like we talked about an LCD sound system, how pretentious people listen to LCD sound system because it's pretentious. Yeah. And that's, but tool, like when I was listening to tool, I go, yeah, I know what, I know the kind of people that would listen to this mm-hmm. and they're not pretentious people. Well, they are in fact tools. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. could not and, figure out what type of person would listen to tool while I was listening to this. I went through different phases. Like for a while, I thought it was going to be like rednecks who like didn't like country, mm-hmm. like that sect of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I thought it was just, just like stoners, which it's probably more stoners. People but, who do a uh, lot of LSD. Yeah, I think the people who listen to Tool and the people who watch Joe Rogan are the same people. Like it's just like a Venn diagram of both would be a circle. I think that. I think like the weird metalheads that want to act like they don't like regular metal would listen to Tool. When they should really be listening to other be- better metal bands that are less metal or different metal, but they don't, because tools there, it's just right there, mm. sitting there like a cookie. I couldn't get into it. I just like couldn't find where it fit. It was just weird. Did you rage? Did you get angry? No. Well, you got to get into a certain place. I didn't have enough acid. Mad. Well, me either. Mm. You don't need it. Okay. This is going somewhere else. <laughs> I read this thing earlier, last night actually. It's very relevant because other people are, you know. Tool is, they're now back in the, you know, in the fold of conversation because of this album that just came out, the newest album that we'll discuss and admit. Yes. But everybody loves it. It's the best thing they've heard in years. It's their their, uh, swan song or probably their last album really. But 
their, you know, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know that that's true though. Cum laude or whatever words you want to use. That doesn't make sense there, but that's okay. Cum laude? I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, it's their, about their, it's their thing. Their best their, thing that everybody loves is because it's cool to like it. It's cool. Opus, everybody wants to say it's X. great. Oh yeah. But, uh, so everybody's talking about it, you know, everybody. and this person put it on Facebook. They said, tool is rush for juggalos. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that works too. That makes sense. Long intro, solid conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the name of this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That makes sense, though. It really does. I, I yeah, never it's, was it's into proggy tool. elements. Yeah. Here's what. I, okay. Yeah, so I I'll, like I like prog, but this like this doesn't fulfill my prog needs no, at all. No. It's, not even a little. It's got it's got elements of prog when it comes to get down to it. It's not. It's like ambient metal, right? Ambient metal feels yeah, but there's well, lyrics. Some of it is ambient metal. I feel like their last two albums are ambient metal, but anything prior to that, I think that they okay. So I think that the first album kind of sits in its own world because they weren't really tool. They were still figuring themselves out when they were making Undertow. Yeah, there's a heavy shift to the second. Yeah, and then yeah, Anima and Lateralis. It's it's Anima. Is it Anima? O n. Did you say Emma. enema? Oh, a yeah. enema. No, that's blink. A enema. It's blink. Because it, it's A-E. It's an enema. And Lateralis are both very similar albums where they're like going down their tool realm of proggy, experimental, what have yous. Mm-hmm. And then they went in kind of this ambient, dark like place of metal for 10,000 days. And then I think they revisited that a lot. On the new album, that would be my timeline. Yeah, you think Ten Thousand Days has a little more droniness to it? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like, you know, oh, here it goes, it's just moving. I like chunking along. Chunking I like along. I like droney music. Personally. I do too. I, I'm a fan of droney music. I imagine that most most are not a huge fan of droney music, and I don't think that a lot of people love Ten Thousand Days, which is why it's interesting that people are really really into their new album. Yeah. Because it's they're just super drony. It's because they're just Tool fans. are excited to have Tool again. Well, mm-hmm. where have I been? My Tool's been gone. When it comes down, and now to they're it. back, and they're because I don't. I, as I mentioned earlier, I think the new album, the new album's dated to me. I listen to it and I go, okay, well, this could have come out, you know. Maynard said it was great eight years ago. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not, and it fits in eight years ago. Actually, well, around there, even slightly before. But it's just not. I know I can listen. I listened to that album and I thought of like, f- you know, five other artists who had music that that reminds me of, all of which in an era that where that was popular in the late 2000s and into the 2000s teens. But not anymore. People aren't listening to the Linkin Park no more. They are like not. That. So they are not. I, I will say this though, and I I think that this is worth stating is that regardless of your feelings on Tool and regardless of your feelings on the album in general, I believe that this is probably one of the biggest album releases in metal history because yes. of the fact that Tool is such a of the huge, year, perhaps. No, just I, no, in, I know, I understand. Of the year, for sure. Um, yes, yes. But uh, in general, having a group come out of 
well, not really retirement. They just couldn't release music because they were... Dissension. It was, I mean, it was a legal battle that they claim. Yes. It was different things that he was doing. It was yes, perfect issues circle. within the group. Yep. All of those things. Creative differences, things like that. that I, was think, the, I think it mostly bled into the, the whole legal dispute because I don't think that they were allowed to really release music during that time. And why not? I don't. I don't know. I didn't look a whole lot into it, but I. I think that that was the case. Was that the legal dispute d- did make it difficult for them to release? I mean, what, music. Did, what, what was, what's a legal dispute situation? Nobody knows. I mean, we don't know. It's just a legal. It's an unknown legal dispute. I don't know that it's unknown. I just didn't look like deeply into it. All they said was. All they said was it was gone now. Like they were like, "Hey, this thing is yeah. over with, so we'll have music soon." But I don't. I never could find anything about like what it was. I'm sure that I we can yeah. find it, but we just didn't do any research on it. So I didn't whatever. do. I didn't get a lot of clarity from the resources that I was looking into, like that said anything about it. They just said, "Yeah, they were in a legal." Because I thought he had his own record label too. So like, why couldn't you just release it on your own? I mean, I like whoever put out this album. Like what? What I don't know what record label they're even on. Fear Inoculum was released on Volcano. And so was Ten Thousand Days. Lateralis was released on and Ar- Vol- and RCA Volcano so, Volcano, I mean, which I assume is under RCA because Volcano appears to be a common theme for their album. They've had three tours since the release of Ten Thousand Days up to this point. Have they? At least, yeah. In two thousand nine, a tour in oh nine, a tour in twenty twelve, a winter tour. And then they performed. Well, I guess they played at Ozfest in twenty thirteen, which is not a tour, but a large performance. Yes. So, like, but they also worked at other stuff. I'm seeing here where where Keenan uh, toured extensively with with Pussifer for a while. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, pretty pretty good group. Right. So, I mean, it, it looks like people just, they were just doing a bunch of different things, and they just didn't. I see where there's lots of confusion regarding like when the album would have come out, but they so in be- in 1996, Volcano Records became a a company through RCA. They released albums in that year, 1996, by Tool and by Weird Al Yankovic. Nice. Same oh, year, wow. same record label. Nice. Thank you, Volcano. Wow. There it is. Nice. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd like to mention, too, they've, they've been nominated for, what, seven Grammys? Lots of them. And they've won three. They're a big deal. I found that They're surprising that they won three Grammys. We it's haven't played much music. Like them. It's popular to like them. I guess. That's Somebody true. pick a song. Uh, I don't remember the name of this. Uh, if you look it up, I'll be able to tell you. It's on the last album. It's okay. one of the later songs. It starts with the, one, the last song is in the one that just yeah. came out. Fear Inoculum, everyone. I believe Descending. Yes, Descending. Descending. Okay, do you have a timestamp of like a part that... Because that's like a 13-minute long song. Do you Any have the... of it, it's all the same. Oh, okay. I will say that this album has very excellent drumming, very excellent guitars, and his voice sounds very like the best that I, I think I've ever heard of him on a Tool record. So what's he, your complaint about the album? I didn't complain about the album. Oh, okay. 
I was just curious. I thought I you what you just said was basically everything was good. No, not everything. I mean the the you guys were talking about droning that perhaps some people might not like droning. Mm-hmm. I do it. The songs are very long. It averages ten minutes per song when yes. you subtract because. Well, we have on Spotify, you have these interlude things, which mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy very much. They were kind of obnoxious, honestly. Sure. So if you would just listen to the regular album without those, then the album is a lot shorter, mm-hmm. and it averages the songs differently with how long they are compared to the two-minute, three-minute chirping and such. But I don't know. I just like I, I There was a few different times when I was listening to it because I started it, and then I uh, had some issues with my... A uh, little thing in my car that uh, plays music. The, the <laughs> FM transmitter. With my little thing. <laughs> oh man! And my, with my tool. <laughs> oh god! But my FM transmitter was messing up, so I started the album, and then I had to stop, and because I wanted to get the experience. Even though Tool doesn't like you listening to it like that, they want you to listen to it either on compact disc or on a vinyl record. They don't want you to listen to it streaming-wise because it doesn't come through their way. They want you to hear it. Well, that that's because they don't think of albums as track by track. They think of it as a, a long experience. That's they not want true. you to listen to the not whole accurate. thing. No. What you're saying is not accurate. He, James, Mr. Keenan was on the... We were watching... Dax and I were watching the Joe Rogan podcast he was on. Uh-huh. And he said that that is not accurate with what you're saying. He does not care because the argument that you're saying is they want you to listen to that album why front would, to back. Yeah, but why would you Why would you listen to Fear Inoculum on a one-track basis? What track would you pull out of Fear I mean, Fear the Inoculum? single, I suppose. The first single. The first single, what which is say? a 10-minute long But he's song. saying, so they, the, the, the opposite argument. within the context of the album. So the argument is, so you say... Yeah, we want you to listen to it from front to back. And they say, oh, yeah, you mean like how you play it live? And he says, yeah, we've never played the album live, any album live front to back like that. When you go see a Tool concert, they play various songs from different albums. They don't play. But how do you compose a set list? What do you mean? With different songs from each album. Yeah, but do they not fit in the context of themselves, in the context of a show? They probably do, you but that's not how you... You're not going to listen at home but no, that but way. But you've designed an album you don't in show, the same idea. Yeah, you don't show up to a concert and say, here, just play this one song, now I want to go home. I'm not trying to say that he didn't say... I'm not saying he said something or didn't or there's one way to listen to it, but I mean, in ter- the ar- the argument you know, posited is, well, we've never played an entire album at a show. Well, sure, but when you when you create a set list for a show, you don't just throw whatever you want in whatever random order. Yeah. You know, everything is in the context of a certain type some, of performance. Some bands do, artists do. But they're, yeah, most but of the time, I mean, it's, most of the time it is planned. That's why on tours, right. they have a set list. They release what set list they're going right. to have. You know you're going to hear these songs when you go see a band. Well, but, I mean, they even, don't switch it up that much. Even if it's not, it, you know, and it doesn't, ha- but it's not always for the enjoyment of the people necessarily, but you have a certain, you have a context of the show where songs fit together in a certain way and things and ideas fit together in a certain way. And that's how you create a live show. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. You've already done that with an album. Yes. You just didn't have all the material to work with. I understand. My point is, and I, with what you just said, that he's it's incorrect based from, on what he based said. Based on what he said. But That's there are people I mean, within the band that feel that you should listen to it that way. But yes. he doesn't think that. And he is the main voice for the band. But he doesn't, right. I mean, he goes in and records his vocal parts, but not everything about the band or any band is just the vocals. No, and even... It's it, the most it, prominent for most groups, but... Not for Tool, really. No, not for Tool, probably. 
I mean, he's yeah, the, he's the are... front man, but I mean, he even like in performances live, yeah, he, he stands in the back in the then the darkness and stuff. Well, and the like, vocals are relatively subdued. Those track that, yeah. that portion of a song, that track, you know, the vocal track is relatively subdued. It's not, you know, when you look at the mix of these songs, you're not seeing vocals up towards the top like you do, you know, no. what we think of as a common mix, right? Actually, you're seeing drums pretty high. Yeah. Um, of course, guitar still sits up there, and bass is lingering slightly below. But the 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 lyric, the vocal delivery is like, you know, it's buried a little bit more. Yeah, it definitely is, and it's it's definitely not. I, I don't think of a Tool song as this big like like vocal performance or anything. I really, honestly, I'm I'm gonna say it now. I don't find his vocals all that interesting. Like they. They're really I don't I don't understand how it is that he's able to have like multiple groups because he's not really that vocally interesting in the group that he's already in. You know, back in the day, he was friends from Mr. with Mr. Tom Morello. Yeah, oh, what and a guy! He, he could have been the lead singer for Age Against the Machine. I don't think so. Maynard James. No, they, he was in the running. He was friends with him. He like lived. Uh, I think Morello lived above him or something like that in a, an apartment complex. Or so they became friends. And they went with uh, Mr. Zek Della Roca, Della Rocha, Della Rio. Well, you'd Rocha. have to it instead of um, Maynard. But I mean, he was in contention. It wouldn't even be the same. It wouldn't even be. No, no, the band rage. would probably not have been. But I mean, Morello and him would have just done something well, different. No but rap, you don't. You wouldn't. It wouldn't be rap rock. It wouldn't no. have the background of Della Roca's experience I as know. a Mexican person. I understand all of that. I'm not saying that they would have I'm been saying, as I'm popular saying that, or anything I'm like saying they, that. Just because he was being considered, I, I don't think he could have been. I really don't. <laughs> he wouldn't have been. The, I'm not trying to. He would have been the lead singer of a different <laughs> band that had Tom Morello right, exactly, in. Exactly. You're saying exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, not trying yeah, to yeah. fight you, Jared, but that, like with the idea of what this band is, he would not have been the lead singer of that band. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> oh my. Um. So Tyler, what were your thoughts on the new album? overall it was okay i just thought it was dated i don't think it was and it other, didn't, other than the, i guess i don't think it was super it and that. with you i could see i saw a progression of course because i always listen to more than we talk about blah blah, blah. i listen to them in the, in the order of their release yeah the initial one was obviously a grunge metal mm-hmm. you have a, a big shift into their second album with some more ambient sounds and some more droning elements and some more elements that are like more experimental and some stuff that goes into it, it it's more focused on metal and then all the stuff that was kind of grungy before have now been replaced with experimental droney things. Yeah. Okay. And you've got that, and it just kind of continues to progress a little bit from there into various things until you get to the droniness of Ten Thousand Days. And I think this is just a, it's I can easily see it as just a stepping stone from Ten Thousand Days. And because of that's part of it too, right? I mean, when I think about the context of, and I think that these, I think that Tool albums have kind of a sound like the time when they were released. Yeah. You know, that's true. I don't, and it's not, and I don't think that means, I don't think that that means they haven't held up well. I just think it means that, you know, they're reminiscent of a time, of the time that they were, that they were out there. Do you think that they are reminiscent of a time that they were out there? Or do you think that the time is identified by tool? Does that question make sense? Well, yeah, and that could be, but I mean, it's just, it's you have it's also it may be that the reason that all of this stuff was popular around then is because Tool were releasing these albums and it was big and people were like, "That's cool." When they listen to other stuff, yeah, that's very possible. But that's still, I mean, that still happened. It's still the time period. No, I agree. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, definitely it could be. I don't. Th- I think that that. I think that that's easy to. I think you can easily draw those lines. Yeah. I don't think anyone did it quite the same way, you know. But do you have a favorite track? It's on um, Lateralus. Okay. Triad. Triad, it is. It's hard to choose a good... That's kind of a big building song. Yeah. So it's hard to find a... I, well, a lot of their songs are that way, so well, it's very yeah, difficult to just true. like play a, a yeah. Tool track, like 30 seconds of a right. Tool track, like out of context. I like yep. that he has a, they have a song called Rosetta Stoned. It's they pretty, do have a song called Rosetta Stoned. Oh, here, if we're, if we're talking funny bits real fast... Okay. Uh, I got, I got a, a little funny bit about Tool. Okay. Uh, let's, let's listen to a little bit of uh, this song... It is called uh, Die Er von Satan. Yeah. Anybody familiar with this one? It's D. Mm. Oh, is it D? Yeah. D, D Er von Satan? Mm-hmm. Hundred fifty. What? Anybody want to take a, a wild guess at what he's what he's talking about in the vocal? Is that well, the guy from Ministry? Hmm? That no, that's guy? that's Tool. Oh, he said one hundred and fifty. Let me let me get the German lyrics. I took German in high school. I can translate them. Oh, really? I want. I'm really looking forward to this. If you can, if you can figure it out, just looking at it. Do you? Do either of you have any idea what these lyrics might be about? I was not listening close enough. He said one hundred. You know he doesn't listen to lyrics. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Oh goodness. Man, this is taking forever. It'll be worth it. I promise. <laughs> this is an ingredients list. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It is an ingredients list for baking cookies. Yep, it's got butter and salt. Yep, and and flour. Meal is flour. All of that that horrible satanic sounding music is just talking about. They did thank Satan at the Grammys. Did you know that? Did they thank Satan? Yes, they did. Hmm. Uh, they won the award and they walked up there and they said, uh, one of them said, "I want to thank my dad and thank Satan," and then the other guy said, "I want to thank my dad for doing my mom." Yeah. Nice. It sounds like tool. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Used a tool. Do you like those lyrics? Yeah. I'm glad. That's clever. I'm glad I got somebody. That's all that mattered to me. So Man. I liked that. Um, not that this is not my favorite song, but I liked that. Uh, what's it? The 13 Eye or whatever. What is that song called? Here. You must have really liked it. Mm-hmm. Third Eye? Yeah, Third Eye at the Third very end. From the- Anima? Yeah, I liked I liked that song. It was very odd. It's very strange. So you, they have a lot of and it's moments. very like it's so like I believe in aliens to you know. Like, yeah, we the, all have our third own. Third eye. We've all know? got our own third eye. What's yours? Third it's eye blind. from the sun. <gasps> <gasps> aliens, get it? Cause, sorry. Yeah. Do you want to? So sorry. I'm so sorry, wanna, everybody. They had a third. eye. Do you want a quick third eye? No. Okay. No interest at all. Jared, right. you got a favorite track then? Since you mentioned it's not your favorite track, my favorite track is "Sober." Sober. It's their most successful, I would say. It's from the last album, the first album. Sorry, very first Numero Uno album. It's 
the first, it's the biggest hit single. think that's the tool sound that i'm less interested in yeah it seems like something you'd say wow <laughs> it, i mean it sounds what a total rip <laughs> i mean it does seem like the tool sound that would work for jared not i mean this isn't like a, a knock or a stab or anything it's their most simplistic metal sound it's not trying to do anything wild or crazy it's just tooled making a post grunge like you called it album where it's got it it just kind of sounds like if you took rush metallica and pearl jam and then you squeezed them all together don't forget and then you made some some juice out of it well it it might as well be fucking pearl jam i like the he and the song and that song is a sober song he says jesus will you fucking whistle what a fun (laughs) lyric that is (laughs) that's quite the lyric he likes to whistle christ I don't know if he did. I don't know. I, I don't know. No, I was exclaiming. Oh. I don't know. Life of Brian tells me anyone on a cross will whistle. It's true. What do we think about their music videos? That's an important thing about uh, Tool. Yeah. They're cool. They were doing some crazy stuff at the time that MTV was trying to be big and stuff. Yeah. And MTV was like, we can't play some of this stuff. Um, That's fair. I read a thing about how they performed in Los Angeles at the uh, Holly Grant Garden Pavilion in Hollywood, and they la- learned that the venue was owned by the Church of Scientology, mm. and they did not like that. But they still performed, but periodically throughout the show, Maynard spent uh, the show buying like a sheep at the audience because he doesn't like organized religion no, he in any way. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, he was, he did pretend to be uh, an advocate of the, the religion of crying. I don't remember the exact name of the it. religion of crying. Yes. That yeah. only through pain can we grow. Have you heard and only about by their crying and April fools bits that they've done throughout the years? I, I mean, you know, sure. Let's do that again, Jared. Well, you're done. I thought you were done talking about crying. No. There's no crying in Tool. <laughs> no, I am not aware of the April Fool's. One of the April Fool's bits they did was they posted on there. Somebody else asked them. They had a, an, an official fan page that somebody ran, and that person put on there that three of the members of the band were in critical condition at the hospital. Do you know why? Hilarious. Yeah, really funny. And uh, then they had to be like, no, you know, this isn't, this did not happen. Then another time they announced that they were releasing an album and put out a track list for that album. And they were like, can you confirm this, Mr. Maynard? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's totally real. And then on, like six days later, he's like, he, he, he said, he said, he, he to them. And he, he said, he. no, it's not real. So they've done several different various April Fool's bits. That's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Not very good ones. No. Some of them are pretty bad about the 
critical condition one. Not a good idea. Yeah, maybe maybe not in great taste. What? Mm. Or can I do a a, a a bit? Yeah. The side <laughs> side table. What did I say before that one time? Excuse me, I want to ask permission to do a bit, please. Record side <laughs> table. What was that thing? What is that called? Called the side table. sidebar side well, no, side pr- it was about side, side project side table side table you want to talk about perfect circle and, mm-hmm. and Pussifer play can you play uh, vitamin B by Pussifer that's the first song here's the thing I'll do a little thing I'll do it real quick talk about Tool I never listened to Tool growing up I didn't know anything about it I didn't know the allure I liked System of a Down I li- I mean I I knew Metallica but Tool was always like they were. I don't know. I mean, I just never understood it. I didn't understand why people now like it. I didn't get the um, the following, the cult-like following, the tool-like following they have. I didn't understand it. I, and so I never grew up knowing that tool was this big deal. Then I read in around 2007-ish that Pussifer was a thing. It's a tool side project from Maynard Keenan from, uh, from Tool. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I listened to this. and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Then, you know, you have A Perfect Circle, which people like. Oh, some of their singles from them in the early 2000s in between Tool. And I'll, I never got into them either. I did like their record that came out last year. The thing about eating a... What is that album called? What is The Perfect Circle's album from last last year? I don't remember. I didn't care to listen to it. I, didn't <laughs> like it. I, I mean, I don't like this kind of music. What is Perfect Circle? Eat music? the Elephant is the name of that record. Oh. I like that song or that album. I like the. I mean, it was interesting. It was very interesting. I like the song from that record, "So Long and Thanks for All the Fish," which is a reference what? to. Yep. Yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide. Did yep. they did they cover yep. the song from the movie or? No, it's just the name of the song. Oh, um, it's just the name of the song, but it's a reference at least. Oh. But I do like that song from that record. But Pussifer, I I like it's 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 his. All the things he can't do in Tool or a Perfect Circle, it's basically what his side project is. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I've heard that song before because I was looking for the, the good one, and I got real pissed off about it. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck you, Maynard. What was the name of the song again? Queen Bee, I believe. Nice side table. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> I loved it. I hated it. It's awful. Is that a walnut veneer? Anyway, that's a furniture joke. We'll enter that in in post. So here's the the question that I guess stems from what Jared was talking about earlier. Why do you think that they have such a big cult following? What what is it about? Is it is it the music? Is it the culture? Is it the just the the timing? Drugs? Is it the yeah, I mean, I think Maybe. that, yeah, the, I don't know, that they were doing that so much different in progressive metal at that time, and it was kind of what they took from what grunge was and what they turned into after grunge. Other groups did different things 
And so I think maybe that's why people cold to them, you know, went to them more is because they didn't stay in grunge. They did all this progressive metal, you know, weirdness. I guess that's true. But I don't understand why people, you know, the the people that you're talking about that like Tool, the, the main people, like the... You would think that the the song names would confuse them, because they have so their song the Tool songs from their albums are very strange names. So why would somebody that like is working on his truck or whatever, you know, people that you say like Tool, like those songs? Because that's not the only people who listen to Tool. Who listens to Tool? Who are these people? The people who are listening to this podcast right now. Yeah. Oh, man, I insulted them? Yeah, I wow. think you might have. I didn't know Tool was a big thing. I really didn't. I thought they were just like a, a random, like, I can't think of a, a good example, but I just thought they were just like a random we pulled, band. We just pulled a, a metal band out of our ass and yeah, we said, I thought, let's talk about it. No, I, I saw it on the list and I was like, oh, this band has an album coming out. Jared probably likes them. Yeah. All right. No, I never got lo, into it. Lo and behold, I, Tool is one of like the biggest metal bands of all time. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah but I think, it's, I think they're a metal band that's a – I think they're – it's a metal band that if you the people who want to like metal and all this stuff you listen to you listen to Tool. I don't know. I can think like of, if you can, like metal, I'm you trying, listen to Tool. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to imagine a person wearing a Tool shirt because I've seen many. Oh, people I've seen wearing a few Tool shirts, right? Yeah. And, this, and it, I'm trying to imagine they're smoking a cigarette at the bowling alley. Well, I mean, like yes. I know people. I know people who have worn Tool shirts, and I'm trying yeah, to yeah. think about like why they would like Tool. Yeah. And I, I think, saw. And I think it's because they want. To be different in their scene, and they want to like a band that is diff- that is like different than regular this regular metal, all of this other stuff that they're listening to. Yeah, because Tool is different; it's got progressive stuff. And you add in that really, there's kind of like a weird, mysterious thing about like the background in terms of the band and like what's happening and all. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like playful outside of the musical aspect of everything, right? And I think that once everyone. Plus, I think once something reaches a cult status, which is not difficult to do in certain regards, everyone now likes it. You know, once it becomes a cult, it's like it loses its cult status once it gets, you know what I mean? It's not long after that that everyone acknowledges it as a cult thing, and now it's a popular thing because of that. So... I don't know. Maybe it's a natural progression of of an, something of an idea of that nature. You know what I'm saying? I was at a festival this weekend, and, and there was this guy that was doing like spray paint art, and he was wearing a cut off tool shirt mm-hmm. while doing this art. And I was like, "This, you know, like look at this." And then when we pulled up, we I looked over, and there was a jeep or whatever that had a tool like sticker thingy on the back, of it. and I'm like, "I bet that that's that guy's car, yeah. you know, probably." But that's the person that was doing it, you know, that where yeah. they liked tool. This guy, obviously. Hold on, important. What was he spray painting? Were they records? Like a board now. Aw. It was like a, I don't know, I didn't see the finished product, but he was like playing music, and like singing the songs, kind of like lips limping it, was and then playing, also spraying was paint. Tool? Was he thing. playing Tool? No, not at that time, but he was playing various different songs. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't I don't know. I don't understand it. Maybe the I creative never, metal. After all of this, I still don't know if I grasp it. It's all the creative metalheads. That well, don't that don't want to listen to Metallica. I don't usually okay, so I don't usually ask this question. This is a a a, a new question to ask. Uh, hype for Tool? Do you buy it or sell it? <laughs> what do you think? I don't think he understands the question. 
I'm saying, <laughs> do you buy into the hype of Tool? Like, do you get it? Do yeah. you understand? Do you agree with it? Or are you like, no, I'm not interested. This I don't is, get it. Don't get it. Okay. I can see. I, I don't know how that went over your head, but okay. I don't either. It was more, I don't know. It's I'm hard. on the uptake. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard like because I wasn't, I didn't understand it when it was, when they sold 2.5 million records. Yeah. I wasn't around listening to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was alive, but I just didn't, I wasn't in that scene. So it's hard for me. Like, I can't sell or buy because obviously they have not just like a cult like following but like a mainstream following you didn't, otherwise you didn't grow up in the 60s when the beatles were a big band you can buy or sell into them just because you didn't grow up in that era doesn't mean you can't understand the yeah, context you, of the music but i wasn't or not? i wasn't I'm watching asking, mtv though but do you get I'm, it i'm not yeah i'm not asking if you i'm not asking if you like understand i'm asking on from your personal do they deserve it yeah from what you listen to, we listen to music this week. I don't know if you remember that. No, I forgot. Okay, all the music you listen to. Do you do you get it? Do you like? Do you buy into all of the hype and all of like the the culture around it? Do you think that the music like deserves what? Yeah, does it warrant it? I don't. I mean, I don't know it. It's won a bunch of Grammys. People like it. I'm not asking about that. I'm asking about you. Me? Yes, you. You're on the show. Listen, the whole point is... Oh, let me try this one. Hey, Tyler, can you answer this question? Sure. <laughs> Thank I bu- you. I buy it. You buy it? I get it. Okay. But I also think it's... I knew people who liked Tool at that time. And I understand... And like, my, for instance, I had a, a lot of uh, influences for me or from my neighbor. And he listened to Tool. And he's like, we should listen to Tool. I'm like, okay. And so I'm sure that I listened to it at one point. But not, I didn't go out and do anything. But I, I get it, I get it, and I understand. And I, part of what I get is just I understand people of that, like when it all came out. Like I know some of those people. I see where where that comes from, and I think that, I think it's different from it's different. I mean, yeah, I like it, what Jared mentioned earlier too about it's where do you go after grunge? We talked about that briefly during Nirvana. When I that's one of the reasons I chose that Mudhoney album. I chose is like right. look what a grunge band can do in the late nineties. And they come in out of, I mean, I don't know if they come out of grunge. They just happen to be there in 92, 93. Yeah. And there you go. And now they are, and they have some of the elements initially, and they do their thing. And I, I get it. It's different. What they did was different. You know, and I don't know. What do you know of the metal scene of that era? Of the of the late and post-grunge era up until, basically up until like 2002, I mean that it really got, is. Got, it comes down to basically tool, tool. What, and what no, you write. No, I mean, you got Megadeth, what, you got Metallica. Yeah, but, but, you're, but you're looking at leftovers from an earlier period. Like those are bands yeah, those that are, are from pre-existing, the 80s, moving yeah, 80s in eighties more so than nineties. You know, and all and a lot of Metallica people were like, "I hate Metallica." After the Black Album, they think they sold out into the grunge movement with the Black Album. So you have a whole you have a whole group of Metallica fans that don't even like Metallica. After a period that was before Tool even did their thing, mm-hmm. so you know I'm trying to be like, what when you think about metal in that period, and you think because that's what we're dealing with really is metal. What do you think about, and what do you think about if you think about Tool? That's one of your answers. That's why it's popular because you're. What do you think about? I think about Tool, or if you think about other bands, then you can think about how Tool differs from them and why it's critically acclaimed at that point. You know, I think there's just lots of easy examples in their music and in you know our ideas and our thoughts and of course we are only you know some people who came of age in the mid to uh mid 
aughts into the teens in a sense you know what i'm saying but you know there are other people who have different opinions but i think when we think about it i think it's easy to think of it that way you know i know when i think about it it is so i buy it all right what about you no what about you You sell it absolutely i nobody has really asked me i i didn't care for this at all Boy, we're supposed. You're the host. We're supposed to ask yeah. the host. I mean, no, I'm, I'm no. I'm just saying. Like, I sometimes I don't. I don't feel like I have to mention like my stance because I'm the host and I. Oh. I ask the questions and well, all you that. Should kind of Why don't you play your favorite song for us, host? Oh yeah, I, I. I mean, I guess Schism because it's a really popular song and I, it stood out because I was like, oh, that makes sense. I could see why that's like a really like popular song because it has a cool guitar bit to it. So I'll play that. Cool. So yeah, from my perspective, I, I found Undertow and I found uh, Anima honestly just not interesting at all. I really didn't get a whole lot of anything off of those albums personally. Uh, Lateralis I felt was moving more in an interesting direction, but I actually surprisingly really liked it when they started going in a drone direction. I liked the I liked the their ability to actually build up larger tracks which I know that not everybody likes that style of music, but like it's a weird example and it'll be relevant eventually. It's like the metal version of swans where Mm. like you take like you take this, this small piece of something and then you slowly build it over 10, 15, 20 minutes of time or however long it takes. And you let the, those small bits kind of grow organically and you let it take time to do that with a lot of their albums early on from my perspective they just had a couple of okay songs and not everything really meshed together as well as i wanted it to i could understand why someone else would get that off of those albums but i personally just didn't for the first three albums i liked Ten Thousand days because they started going more in like that droney ambient direction and i also thought that one had a lot more obvious like thematic elements because that one was about the death of the mother and i think that you could, judith judith and you could see that thematic element coming out of the album and a lot of people don't even regard Ten Thousand days as one of their best albums but i think that the thematic elements and the overall like like the overall theme of the album builds it up way more. So, so that's where I'm at on tool. I don't love it. I, I, I don't, I, I can see that they're doing something kind of different, but I don't think that what they're doing different is entirely interesting. It wasn't for me that memorable. Like I listened to everything that we, we listened to. I listened to all the albums. And at this point, like I have nothing that I can even pull from, from like three of them. Like right. 10,000 Days, I really have nothing I can even think to say about it. Right. Same thing with like the other two, uh, 
It's just, I mean, I listened to it. It was long. It was fine. And uh, I don't really, I can't be like, hey, Jared, what'd you think? What was your favorite song from this album? I was like, I don't even, I couldn't tell you. Right. I don't know. And I, I didn't feel... I didn't feel compelled to come back to it like I usually do. Mm-hmm. Where like most weeks I don't listen to, you know, I, like if we have a Rolling Stones week, I didn't listen to Sticky Fingers one time. You know, I like listened to the album and then like kind of like thought on it and then came back to it and listened to it some more and thought on it and came back to it and listened to it some more as much as I could. But with this one, I like I finished Undertow and I was like, I'm done with Undertow now. Like, let me just go ahead and push that off to the side. And I tried to go back to it and I just immediately was like, I don't need to listen to this a second time. I will probably never listen to Undertow again in my life. Probably not. Like, I found myself multiple times looking down at my phone and being like, this song is still, it's still going. Like, I, did that happen I was like, time. okay, we're nine minutes into a 13 minute song and I thought it was over. Like, it, we, I thought we got to the end. And then it was like, and it's like oh my gosh it's still they had a new little bit in here and it's like what are you gonna do the next minute and a half okay now you're gonna do this all right that's interesting i don't know i get that i looked i often thought that the albums were over before they were over Mm. and i was like this is about time that this should be done and there's three or four more songs left that's what happened to cody the other night so it's true yeah i mean that's i I got it i got back uh, i got home or whatever and he was listening oh yeah you're listening to tool too huh and he looked down he's like yeah i'm on the last track and then he's like oh no i got two tracks well (laughs) i think that's i think that's and for me i didn't you know the this like i had fun listening to this but it's because i just it was something i like i'm not different from you all in saying I chose the song I chose because I thought it was interesting. I thought that I remembered it was interesting. Yeah. And it was, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I don't know song by song. Other than... The, the singles other are than, interesting. Like other Stink than, Fist and Schism. And I like Sober, as I've already said, it's my favorite song. Right. But like the last 10,000 days, I can't really pull anything from that was like a big single from it. Same I, thing with the new album. It, I like their date. Like the, I like Tempest. Tempest is a really, really good closing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. it's not quite closing track because you have a whole, you know, two minutes after for mocking beat. But that, yeah, that Tempest is a really, really good, like, theoretical closer to that album. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that would be the one that I would pull out of yeah. here. Everybody said that it was like the best song. Like their their best song that they've ever done is that Tempest with a seven or whatever. I almost picked it because but I was like, where would I pick like what moment would I play from Tempest to The say? drums was I like the drums in that song. And the wailing guitar. Let's listen to a little <laughs> bit of Tempest. Seven is Tempest. This is the whale. This is the whale. I have one final question. One final question. And if anybody else has other stuff they want to say, that's fine too. What do you think about what the impact is going to be now that they're on Spotify? What you, and to, to elaborate They'll have on that the question, number one album this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. They'll have a, They'll have a bunch of streams. A bunch of people that never have got into them will now either get into them or say they're into them. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's... in. It's interesting their issue with streaming. Yeah. I don't really know what 
it stemmed from other than like the financial aspect. Probably like, that. I want you guys to take in our albums this way rather than like the way we want you to take them in rather than this other way. But I don't know. You're were you talking about Garth Brooks? Yeah, how how like he doesn't. Somebody said something about Garth Brooks and how um, he he doesn't have any of his music on streaming mm-hmm. because he wants you to buy CDs, physical CDs, and listen to the CDs. Um, and he wants to continue to have control even now in 2019. He wants you to go to Walmart Someone and buy this tell Garth giant. I don't have a CD player. This giant box set or whatever. Like it's I don't know. It's it's weird. My mom has that box set. Oh, I mean, yeah, everybody's got. It. I've yeah. seen it so many yard sales. Everybody's trying to get rid of it. Hmm. But, I think they're going to lose their allure a little bit. You think but so? But I think they're going to get more popular because it's easier for people to get to them. Like, I think the hardcore fans are going to lose a little respect for them. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to get a lot of, like... Casual mon- fans. Yeah. Yeah. I have no response. Fair enough. Well, that was my last question. I was just kidding. Because it, it, it's, it's significant that they are now on Spotify. Mm-hmm. He a, announced it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Did they announce it on there? Yeah. He did. Maynard did. Yeah. Hmm. He also makes wine. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. He made a wine for his dead mother. Hmm. I don't know if she could drink that. <laughs> I'm not gonna cut that. I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. I'm not gonna cut that. Thank I'm gonna you. let that. I'm gonna let that resonate as the last thing that we say on the show. Let it, let it ferment a bit. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. That was good. Whew. You to wave your finger, you must have been out your head. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Record Roundtable. We've been talking about Tool. Believe it or not, next week we're talking about Swans. Whoa. Crazy. Man. See you there. Soapbox House of Cards and Fun fact, that song that you just heard, it's off 10,000 Days. That's a good song. That's a good song. I like that song.